Hey guys, George here. I just want to add a quick note before this show gets started. This episode is going to be a lot different from the ones that we've done in the past. You've heard Evan and I talk about how we're trying different things, and I'm actually really excited with what you're about to hear. But more importantly, as we get ready for another year of camp, albeit different, my hope is that this episode can really make us think about how we approach this year and be able to let God do some really cool stuff this summer, even if you're not working at camp. That's it. Let's get on with the show. What is camp ministry? Camp ministry is taking yourself out of the normal and putting yourself into a new environment and experiencing new things. And so uh, that's what we all have done. Essentially, we all as a world have gone on a camp adventure. And with that, we're able to process things in a different way. Some of that, yeah, is tough and hard. And especially as a Christian, we have hope in the Lord. And how can we see this as an opportunity to grow ourselves and then also those that, that may not have hope, what an opportunity to share. There's still ways that we can, we're, we're being creative and being able to, to share the love of Christ through that. You're hearing the voice of new camp director, John Clausen. I got the opportunity to sit down with him and discuss his new position at camp and how we can effectively use this summer to advance the gospel. You're listening to One Thing Led to Another. We'll be right back. Hey guys. Have you ever had the feeling when we all go home from camp at the end of the summer like we never talk to each other? Well, we're trying to put an end to that. One Thing Led to Another is a show we started because we wanted to be intentional with our camp relationships, to stay connected with each other and with you. It's a show where we interview camp staff, but our questions are only slightly more uncomfortable. And best of all, we want you involved. So check out all our current episodes below and send us an email if you'd want to be on the show yourself. And remember, when we cream eggs into our hair, we do it for you. It's a Wednesday afternoon, and like so many other times, I'm sitting down for another Zoom call. But this call is different. I'm talking to the new Forest Springs director, John Clausen. I've only talked to him about once before, and I'm not really sure how it's going to go. But unsurprisingly, we hit it off. He actually went to college with my dad, so it's not that hard to get connected. Camp may be only two weeks away, but to me, it still seems far off. I was curious, one, about how he got to this position, and two, how Camp made its decisions regarding COVID-19, and how this summer could be way more than just a disappointment. I'm going to assume that a lot of the people that listen to this show probably don't know who you are. So could you give us just a little bit of background, um, kind of who you are, where you're from? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in South Central Kansas near Newton, uh, north of Wichita. So that's kind of my home area. Grew up in that area. So uh, and then uh, uh, connections as far as just how it went from there to here. A lot of that had to do with uh uh, college uh, career. I actually, uh, um, well, let me back it up a little bit. I grew up in a farming community and uh, and I love the outdoors. I love, um, I went to camp as a kid a lot uh, and even as a junior higher. In fact, I made a, uh, I, I accepted Christ as my savior with my father at home. I remember him praying with him uh, when I was young, about age six. But I didn't really know fully what it meant to follow Christ until uh, at an, I went to uh, a camp in Kansas and uh, 
uh, in junior high really came to understand what my relationship meant. And uh, and that really solidified my uh, my faith in and knowing that uh, it was a personal relationship with Christ more than just by words, but by action and thought. And so, uh, so that really changed my life. So camp ministry was is is kind of always tucked in there or outdoor. And I remember in in high school uh, toward the end thinking about well, what am I going to do in life? And I remember talking with someone and they said something about. Uh, uh, different majors that they were going to, and one of them, and minors in college, and one of them was camp ministry. And I was like, what in the world? That was crazy. I never even thought about that. So I actually uh, started investigating, is there this this field in camp ministry? And through that, I found out about Grace University in Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, and the connection that they had with Four Springs. And so uh, that that actually kind of in in roundabout way led me to this this area. But uh, no, I yeah I have uh, one sister and uh, and uh, and any, she lives in the Hutchinson area. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit about at least a short real cat. <laughs> yeah, all of your all the places you mentioned growing up, those are all places I'm very familiar with. I grew up just uh, in another little town called Clearwater, just like south of Wichita. So those are all like very familiar towns. Yeah. So I think it was in November that I got to meet you for the first time, and it had just been announced that you uh, were elected or uh, you were asked to be the new director. How, how did that position sort of come around, and how did that spot open up for you? Well, uh, like I said, we've been actually my wife and family and I, I should have shared about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> I am married. <laughs> my wife, That's Laura. Fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we have two uh, children, Alyssa, who just graduated from high school this year under strange circumstances, as we all know. And then Alyssa, uh, Dominic, who is a will be a sophomore in high school. And so uh, we've been in camp ministry for 20 years, uh, my wife and I. And the connection to or just the conversation with, with Four Springs and getting here was maybe a conversation that took place uh, between Pat and I. I've always seen Pat at different conferences um, that we've been a part of uh, in ministry. And we always talk about, hey, how are things going at, I ask him, how are things going at Four Springs? He asks me, how are things going where I'm at? And at the time, I, you know, I'd served 11 years, uh, most recently at, at a camp in Nebraska. And, and in that conversation about two years ago, it started with just maybe some I really what probably wasn't aware so much of what was going on as Pat was in, engaging in conversation with me to know where uh, Laura and I and our heart was in ministry and did we feel camp ministry was a calling we we just knew all along and we did and uh, so that was probably when the conversation started and then about a year and a half ago it became more apparent that uh, as things were uh, growing here at Four Springs and continuing to expand. Uh, Pat just pretty much said, hey, what would you think about the idea of coming to Four Springs? I'm going to be honest. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know, because where I was at, I enjoyed, I loved. Uh, but I also, uh, you know, shortening the story up a little bit, knew that uh, um, within a few months that maybe the Lord was working in something. And that really came from my wife, Laura, who who said, John, maybe we should pay attention to, to this. And so uh, we did. And it, it really, it was a process of faith steps and talking with Pat and Karen and the board and and even visiting here on site and, uh, um, you know, long, ultimately having a, a chance to, 
to engage with the board of Four Springs and in, in, in having that you know that uh, affirmation from them as well. And so I think the journey walk was really a, a matter of saying, "Am I open-handed to the Lord's leading?" And I knew the Lord was leading had had us in camp ministry, but am I having a posture of open hands, or am I closing in on what I want to do? Because I knew where I was at was comfortable. I knew the staff. I knew um, about the ministry, and while I knew a lot about Four Springs, just some history here. I was a past LTDer. Uh, I was here through that program in 1998, 1998, 99, and so. Uh, but uh, uh, I knew I knew about the ministry, but uh, to do that, I, I just really we felt like we had to have an open hand posture, and so we just prayed through it. And um, Lord, obviously, we have seen in so many ways how He has led us. Uh, here uh, through these uh, last several months. So, and that, you know, it's it's been, uh, let's see, what was it in September of last year when the board uh, approved or, or said, yes, we want you to come on. And so we worked through transition where I was at and, and uh, really arrived here at Forest Springs um, in mid-May. So uh, just really a few weeks ago. So you show up to camp mid-May um, and I I think you you said you were coming from Nebraska. So what kind of adjustments have you had to make? Um, COVID aside, because we'll talk about that in a little bit, but how is uh, camp like camp life at Forest Springs different than where you came from? So where I was at uh, was at uh, for, uh, Camp River Crest in Nebraska. And the focus at Camp River Crest was primarily youth. Uh, that was the heartbeat of the ministry. While we had a few family camps, two of them, and we did do men's retreats and women's retreats and different things like that in the retreat season. The real f- focus of the facility and the ministry was um, youth. And so that's one thing that uh, I noticed as a change, and I knew that coming here as well. In fact, uh, that's that probably led a little bit to even the, you know, the, the passion that my wife and I and our family even knew here of the the family aspect was a was a big portion of the ministry and we were we were developing that where we were at already so um, <laughs> of course uh, the the obvious it's much cooler here <laughs> than it is in Nebraska and so a little change there which uh, we were all good with but it was funny to see to hear people comment they go oh you're going to Wisconsin beautiful state terrible winters and and uh, just a little know about myself and my wife Laura my wife loves the cool weather in fact she prefers that over hot weather and actually so do I so that wasn't a real big too big of a factor but (laughs) yeah so uh but yeah I would say also size wise we had a uh, smaller staff at uh at Rivercrest where I came from and so uh and you know I think that's that's different here at Four Springs as well too and so just navigating those changes but you know one thing that I that I see uh really common that is really neat about uh a lot of what I would say good camp ministries is they're having a, a great mindset a world mindset and uh while we were doing that there, I see that here too. It's it's a broader mindset. It's not just about us and our place, but it's about how are we affecting community, local, abroad, and worldwide. And I and that heartbeat was here, and it was also where I was at. And so uh, I think that's just been a real uh, maybe that's more a commonality than it is a change, but just something that I've really uh, appreciate as well. So yeah, from from my understanding, I've always, as long as I've been alive, I've always remembered Pat Petka as the director of Forest Springs, and so his role is kind of changing. So, and 
I think, is his still executive director and you're the director? Is that how it goes? Yes, that is exactly how it goes. So, so yeah, Pat is still involved. He's still here on site. This is where he will be, and you're right. He's, he's executive director over, over uh, the, the, the ministries that are Four Springs and Compasses. Um, and so uh, more of my role as camp director will be uh, the on-site uh, facilitation and operation of, of Four Springs Camp and Conference Center. And so uh, I'll be focused in that area. Most of my role will include, you know, staff development within the site here, um, uh, spiritual oversight of this ministry, um, as well as, uh, you know, uh, oversight of the, the finances and the budget budgets, everything to do with, with just this facility in general. Where Pat is still involved, we'll oversee uh, all areas of the ministries of Four Springs. So, yeah. So you've, you've, you're, you're at camp now, you're, you're doing your new job. Um, has it been what you expected, like when you heard that you got this position? Has it been what you thought it was in your mind? Yeah, I should probably clarify. Yes, uh, I'm not, I, I, I was the director or camp director where I came from. So I knew there were very similar aspects uh, to be involved. So I, I don't think anything was a surprise so much in the role uh, in, in coming here. So I would say from, from, the, from the aspects of what I was expecting to come here, it, you know, I, I want to say that the, the Four Springs board is, is a solid group of people, and they, and Pat too. And b- between them and, and Pat, I, was, I felt very prepared in coming into this role. They communicated very well with what they were expecting, what, uh, what the reason they were, they were pursuing me to begin with into this role. And so I felt very, very well communicated with and that uh, there wasn't any real surprises. The surprises maybe came more with the fact that what we're dealing with in our, in our world right now and in our, in our environments with the uh, with, uh, virus and everything. So, but yeah, from, the, from that standpoint, not, you know, one of the things that excites me that is different in this role is the educational side. And to be able to invest into college students, as I once was uh, 22 years ago, and in Trailhead with uh, those that have graduated high school and searching to, uh, to know how God has made them a leader, I do see that as a, as a really neat aspect that we, many of us here at Four Springs staff, are involved in that educational opportunity, including myself in the role here. And I think that's, that's one thing that I was excited about and, and uh, in this role as well that would be different from where I was at. As, uh, yeah. So you mentioned a little bit ago about sort of the whole chaos of this year. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that happened that's happened so far in 2020 is the whole COVID-19 and all the restrictions and reopenings and just different rules and regulations. So back when this was all starting, uh, what was going through your head as you look forward to like coming to camp? Were you were you worried about the summer not happening? About changes? I mean, how? How did you prepare for all this stuff? Uh, it's interesting. I was actually at the uh, Wisconsin sectional uh, that was happening in the southern part of Wisconsin when things start to really pick up here in the United States. And I remember talking with Ed McDowell. It was starting to come in. Of course, our first cases that were, we were aware of were coming into Washington State. And, and I remember thinking, well, it's, it's here, but I, I really didn't soak in that it would affect anything. And I was really surprised how quickly it went from the the first cases to spreading nationally really fast and and i remember thinking in the beginning phases of wow this is this is really this is really coming quick and i, I it was probably by mid definitely by mid um march i was thinking this is going to affect us 
And uh, even though I wasn't here yet, I knew that there was going to be some things that, that probably, and so of course, as March and April went on, we realized there's going to be some ramifications we're going to feel from this. And so it became much more, more serious in my mind as far as, as far as that goes. I don't think originally at first I ever dreamed that it would be as uh, affect ministries across the nation and, the, and really the world as much as it has in the beginning and now you know of course realize that it that it has and 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 how we're navigating that but yeah i would say that uh for sure was um you know kind of as i think about how how it came into play and and my thoughts process in that those beginning time time periods so it's middle of march you're like you said you're already kind of starting to think something's going to happen here um were you already involved in conversations with camp about what was going to happen for the summer or at what point did you kind of show up on this scene of like re like changing the entire summer landscape? You know, that's it's interesting. One of the things that 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 came of this obviously was instantly we all started doing Zoom calls and we're we're connecting with each other in different ways rather than face to face. We're using technology and and really that allowed us to meet no matter where we're at. So actually, very quickly, I came into the process. As soon as we were uh, in this, the moment of we needed to stay in place, I was jumping on, uh, invited into the Zoom uh, call conversations with the leadership team here. And so I've uh, really been a part of it, of the discussion from nearly the beginning phases of, of, the, uh, of what was going to take effect ultimately with the, with the ministry as we sit here today. So, um, yeah, I've been along through most of that process in engaging in, with uh, several of the leadership team members here at Four Springs. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's been a, as a process of working through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as you can share, can you kind of uh, walk me through the decision process that you guys had when it came to the regulations? I know the Wisconsin Supreme Court basically threw out the stay-at-home orders. What was, how did you guys figure out what to do? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because there were two aspects you had to look at with all of the the things that were going around from the CDC, uh, from federal, you know, which is involving the federal government to state to local. Uh, and, you know, of course, there was so much going around in different ways. You re- We really had to take and process carefully the information we're receiving. And even from outside secondary sources, we're receiving information of projections and thoughts and concerns or you know, a a myriad of things. And we realized, uh, first of all, we needed to have a uniform part of communication. Who are we going to listen to? And what information are we going to, uh, to take in, knowing that the other information while there may not, you know, uh, factor into as being legitimate or pertinent to the, you know, to the decision making that was taking place. So that was the first part. Narrow into what we believe was reliable sources, not listening to a lot of the secondary information. And so that led into, you know, led into as we got into it. The other thing we did is uh, being a part of the Christian Camping Conference Association, we're listening to other camp ministries. What was going on? What were their thoughts as they navigated this? Because you had, you had two things happening. You had recommendations, which is what hey, this is what we feel is important to do because uh, it's for the safety of us all. Then you had mandates, and mandates were enforceable, and and there was penalties or there was you know ramifications if you were to not do that. And so as we've now come out of the mandates, we realize everything's recommendation. <laughs> and so now, now what do we do? And so one of the key things that we did here in the most in the last several weeks was we met with our local 
uh, health inspector, our local health department, and we work together in tandem, essentially saying, here is what we feel, and, and a lot of it came with our plan. Here's the recommendations. Here's our plan of how we can operate a safe ministry this summer. And we presented that then to them because our local uh, authority was most important to us because uh, of of the effects of what we're when we're drawing people into the ministry to our local area there we, we want to make sure we have good rapport with that so that was really key and in doing so you know we we were able to build that connection and we had a, a respect then for each other there wasn't this uh, idea that uh, we're trying to do something and there wasn't any of the suspicion of we're trying to go around recommendations but saying no we're, we're considering every one of these and here's how we can operate and presenting that and then having that yeah this this would work or or hey have you thought about this or and this is again working with our local health department and inspection inspector as well so uh, that was really key in form for making decisions as we move forward with having day camps you're listening to one thing led to another we'll be right back Hey everyone, George again. You've probably heard Evan and I talk about how we want to start using this platform to expand and try different things, and this episode you're hearing right now is a part of that. If you like what you're hearing and want to see more of this, or just have an idea for an episode that we should do or someone we should interview, hit us up. Your feedback is really appreciated, and it helps us get a better picture of what you guys want, because after all, this show is about you, and we really want to make you a part of it. So let us know. We want to hear it. And you can find the links to our email and Instagram in the episode notes. Okay. Back to the show. When I was in the staff call a couple days ago, um, there's there's just a lot of different rules about distance and regulations, and it just to me at the time it seemed you know like well the the sort of the fluid freedom of like the camp style is kind of gone. So. How, how do we as staff members and even just people in general, like show the gospel to, to these people, even with all these guidelines and regulations? Right. You know, that's that's what's interesting as you go through history. You think about uh, all the times where there's been governments or leaders. Uh, we even read that in the Bible in multiple cases where they've tried to suppress the gospel or try to eliminate the story of Christ and it's never successful and that's because Christ reigns and he's and, and uh, our, our Lord is supreme and that it'll never go away so no matter what obstacle we have in presenting the gospel uh, even in the case of social distancing and not gathering as normal it won't stop the spread of the gospel happening. And so that's that's probably the first thing to recognize is that while we could look at it as saying um, maybe this is this is a way that it can't happen, I really believe more so that it is happening and that at a at a at even a more intense level. In fact I think we have an opportunity to share the gospel in ways we haven't before and and really uh, here, here's where I'll go with this, is, is you think about it in the times, what is, a, what is camp ministry? Camp ministry is taking yourself out of the normal and putting yourself into a new environment and experiencing new things. And so uh, that's what we all have done. Essentially, we all as a world have gone on a camp adventure. Uh, and uh, we've been taken out of what our normal life is and put into a different environment, a different circumstance. And with that, we're able to 
process things in a different way. Some of that, yeah, is tough and hard and it's disappointing. I feel for all the seniors and in, in, in high schoolers and different things that have, have lost out on some opportunities that we've had and, and all of us in some way, shape or form have lost on. But at the same time, that's also opened our minds up to, uh, especially as a Christian, we have hope in the Lord and how can we see this as an opportunity to grow ourselves and then also those that, that may not have hope, what an opportunity to share in that. And so when I think about it from the camp ministry standpoint with the regulations and the parameters in play, I think there's still, uh, there's still ways that we can, we're, we're being creative and being able to, to, uh, to share the love of Christ through that. And even as we've approached the summer and having some of the, the things that, uh, that Dan has done and some of the staff here, particularly uh, toward engaging uh, families and youth, have been good even from the technology standpoint. And even as it may look different this summer, I think we have opportunities through our engagement, even if it is at a distance or uh, a little bit different, it's still there. And so, um, I don't know, that's, that's my thoughts on that. I don't think uh, it's not going to stop. Uh, it'll look different, but it's not going to stop. So through all this uh, planning and figuring out what you're going to do for the summer, how have you seen the Lord provide in all of these, and I hate to use the word uncertain because it's used so much, but in these sort of difficult and sometimes frustrating or scary times? The Lord has provided tremendously. I mean, while... You know, from a financial standpoint, we've seen people that have been so great, uh, uh, gracious and, and, and generous through this and have given have given toward the ministry because they know the, uh, the challenges we've gone through and not being able to have groups here and recognizing that's a part of what we do. But I also see it, too. And even in the I'm going to share even in the cancellations, we know Memorial Day family camp didn't happen and even the, some of the youth camps. But the conversation has been with families has been so gracious and understanding. And and I think that's part of that's part of how the Lord provides, you know, too. And just the understanding that has happened. There has not been a call or a conversation with anyone that has been like that was a bad decision. We should not have done that. Why did we do this? Uh, or even in the sake of the the regulations and some of the, not the regulations, but the recommendations that we're feeling we need to implement in order to have a safe summer. It hasn't been, that was a bad decision. It's been, I understand. And and I, I completely get why we need to do that. And in some cases, families just like, or, or, or are like, yeah, we're going to send our kid. We want to, we want to be a participate. And others are like, you know, I think this year we'll, we won't, but we love camp. We love what's going on. And we're in full support of that. And in cases, some are saying, I would just like it with the fee we had, we just want to donate it. So that's just, those are provisions too. And so just to see the, the graciousness and the understanding, I think is a big way the Lord is providing through this and the affirmation that we're getting in that. And, I, and again, I think it comes back to going back to the beginning. Uh, what were we doing in these times of trying to figure this all out? We were praying, 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 praying for wisdom. Uh, through this and so that this was bathed in in understanding and following the Lord's will and not just a desire or a passion or um, that we may have. I mean, every one of us at staff here wanted to have camp happen, wanted to have summer happen as normal, uh, but we recognized we needed to uh, to be sensitive to that. So, um, yeah, that's I, I would say that the Lord is definitely providing in those ways. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. I, I think that's just so neat how even for my life, the Lord has just provided 
just adequately, you know, and uh, there's times where I felt scared, you know, but it's here, here we are at the tail end. It's like, you know, part of this wasn't that bad. Um, So looking towards the long term, um, camp as a whole, how how do you see uh, all of these rules and coronavirus in general changing camp or aspects of camp moving forward? Yeah, of course, in the short term, it's changed it pretty dramatically, um, as we know. Um, yeah. In the midterm, I think things will, I think it'll be a little slower, you know, to get things back together. And I think we have to be creative in how we do things in our programming, uh, particularly in the programming that involves close interaction. You know, things like food service and, and general all-camp gatherings and so maybe some of the activities we do. I think are, those things are going to have to be receptive for or be thinking about until really we get a grasp of uh, a way to... Um, uh, when, when actually, I, I would say when our, our society around us becomes more comfortable with, hey, there's a there's a solution to this this virus. So I think that's that's going to be that. But you know, I think long term, I think long term, we're going to look back at this and we're going to say, wow, the Lord was faithful, and and that uh, this is going to be opportunities for us to see how do we how can we be creative in how we communicate with each other. You know, one thing one thing that again, these Zoom calls have just or face to face connections through technology have really changed what we look like uh, in, in how we operate. I think in camp ministry, especially if you have multi-site ministries or if you're coming from abroad, even thinking of how uh, we interact with past campers and, and families, I think there's an opportunity that that may still go on even post-COVID, if we could say that, you know, and and, and that has become more comfortable for all of us uh, that, we, that we would not have had uh, Pre-COVID, so yeah, I think those would be some things we could see in the future as we go. But uh, I, I think, yeah, I think camp ministry, ministry, outdoor ministry in general, uh, is just primed, especially with how we've all stayed inside. I think it's primed for a for a resurgence, and especially as we get more comfortable. I, I see camp ministry in general growing by leaps and bounds in the future because of um, because of this as well. So, as we get closer to the summer. How do we as summer staff, those of us that are left, how do we prepare for social distant ministry? How do we, yeah, well, these two weeks while we're at home, what do we do now to be ready for what's coming up? I mean, one of the, the big things is is protect yourself. Make sure you don't, I mean, I think it's still important as the virus is still out there to, you know, really pay attention to how you're engaging. Uh, I mean, obviously the best and least riskiest thing would be to stay at home. <laughs> but we've done that enough. I, I get that. But uh, I would say be really, really sensitive to, especially between now and staff training that's beginning and, and, and particularly as we gather, it's going to be important that you're really careful about who you're engaging with, how close you're uh, coming in contact with people, how much you're out and about. Because uh, one of the biggest risks we have is if the virus were to come within our staff team, that could that could, you know, change the what the ministry looks like. To be honest with you, if we had enough, we would have to suspend ministry if we had enough staff, uh, you know, become ill with that. But I think the other on the other side of things too, from a preparation standpoint, we all need to prepare our hearts for 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 navigating this from a spiritual standpoint. Oh, we're going to go through challenges. Things are going to look different, and we may have a, a case or two that comes through. And how are, how do we respond to that? And because things are different, I think we can quickly become. I don't like this, and I don't. I think if our heart comes into this as being, I don't like this, and I'm bitter about it. 
then that sets the stage for a tough summer. I think it's it's more embracing, okay, Lord, you've put a change and an obstacle into it. I want my heart to be soft and pliable, ready to see how you move um, in me uh, this summer through the, the challenges we may face and, and different different situations that we may have. Um, and so I, th- I think that's that would be good. I think on the other side too, we also need to be prepared as staff to be sensitive to those that we're coming in contact here in the ministry of Four Springs. There's going to be youth and, and, and families that may come that are going to be hypersensitive to the close interaction, and they're going to want to have some distance. There's going to be some families like, "Give me a hug, I don't care," you know. And 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 we need to be really sensitive, listen, you know, listening and paying attention to those cues. As we as we do that, and I think as a staff, and we go through staff training, we'll know too that you know we really need to protect ourselves as well too, because it's important that uh, that we not um, get the get the virus and in, in, in cripple ourselves as a staff as well too. So uh, I would say, yeah, that would be some of the things I would say prepare for. But number one is pray, uh, absolutely prepare your heart spiritually. Uh, you know, we know Satan is going to do everything he can to discourage and disrupt what we're doing. So I think those are the those are the primary things in preparation. And the rest becomes just secondary in preparing ourselves for, um, for our service here uh, this summer. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, this has been a really uh, encouraging conversation for me, uh, just as I get ready to come back to camp. And this has just been really good. I really appreciate. I feel like I feel like I know you now more of as a person than just as a name on camp's website. And yeah, this has just been really good. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. You bet. It's a privilege. I enjoyed talking with you. Looking forward to seeing everyone, but uh, definitely great conversation today. Thanks, George. Yeah. And so that is new camp director, John Clausen, talking with me on a Zoom call as we get ready to go to camp. Some really important things, really helpful things to think about as we get ready to do ministry. You've been listening to One Thing Led to Another. If you enjoyed this episode and want to see me do more like this, let us know. You can hit us up on Instagram or at our email, which can be found in the show notes. I just want to give a really big thank you to John Clausen for doing this interview with me. It was really helpful, and I hope for you all as well as we prep for this summer. As always, I love to hear your feedback, and make sure to subscribe. One Thing Led to Another is a production of One Thing Media and produced by GNH. We'll see you guys in the next one.